Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I like you, I like you, I like you. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, and I'm your TV guide, Brett White. And I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com. And this week, I am joined by, from the Chris Gethard Show, the George Lucas Talk Show, and Ass Cat 3000 mm-hmm. in New York City, Patrick Cotner. Hello, Patrick. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Doing good. <laughs> like I was like, wait, do they still call it Ask Cat 3000? It's the official name, yeah, but yeah, I, no I never ever, use no it. No one ever uses the 3000. No. So like, your role in all those things is as talent booker, yeah. right? Yeah. So you hobnob. I do. That's kind of, I'm a professional <laughs> hobnobber. That's sort of, uh, yeah, it's what I signed up for. But I mean, people might also recognize you, we were just talking about this friend from the Queer Eye Chris Gethard Show video. Yeah. Where you got a... <laughs> I, uh, a totally like top to bottom makeover. Completely just changed. Totally transformed. I'm a new person. Your now. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can go check it out online. Uh, <laughs> you'll see how different I am, and then how back to normal I am right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're wearing another black t-shirt. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's true. I did that's like. True. I liked that. Uh, that joke. I'm like, coming in, it's like that's just what I actually wear, which yeah. is what the joke was. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I like the shirt you had on before that. Thank you. I mean, as someone that's, I'm wearing a fucking shirt with pugs on it right Yo, now. Oh yeah. So obviously, you I loved like my that. Star Wars T-shirt. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this week we're gonna be traveling to September fifteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. The game rolled the box office. You don't remember what that movie was? Okay. Yeah, I have not. Seen uh, <laughs> Honey by Mariah Carey topped the charts. And CBS aired the George and Leo episode, Pilot. <laughs> Patrick, you must have seen Pilot before today. No. No, <laughs> but have I you ever seen any episode titled Pilot? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I think almost, every, yeah, pretty much everything. Every yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. Uh, had you ever heard of George and Leo before today? I had only heard of it because I've seen you post about it. Yeah, That's I'm, literally the only reason. Because I'm a maniac. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, that's pretty much it. You're a maniac. So I remember when George and Leo hit, because, uh, I mean, obviously, 1997, I am, so I am 13, and I am, like, watching 40-plus hours of TV a week. <laughs> yeah, I am five. So, so. <laughs> that, that was my entire life. Life. And so I was totally aware of George and Leo hitting. I uh, didn't watch it. I was part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what is your familiarity with some members of this cast? Sure. Uh, I mean, fairly familiar. Uh, Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. Like Taxi. Yeah. Like Taxi a lot. Love Studio 60. You know those yeah. great one or maybe two episode season. What was his character? Uh, Wes Mandel. And what's your... Let's talk about Studio 60. Yeah, great. All right. Well, what cool. is the deal? This is my ulterior motive to get in here to talk no, about like Studio what, 60. How into Studio 60 are so you? So I, I had a... I feel like when I was growing up, I always picked the wrong show. Uh, yeah, that guy. You know, where it's like, you're like, oh, this is the one that's going to hit. This is going to yeah. be the big one. I, at the beginning of 30 Rock, I was like, I'm not going to watch 30 Rock. I'm no. going to watch Studio 60. I love The West Wing. I love Bradley <laughs> Whitford. I love, like, all this stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then it, it goes the one season and gets out, but, uh, Judd Hirsch... even last a full season? 
I think it's 17, I think. It is one of my favorite, for a show that only lasts 17 episodes, yeah. it is still joked about. Oh, it is amazing. one of my favorite joke references. Is it's anyone, amazing. Anytime anyone brings up Studio 6, you're yeah. like Matthew Albee or yes, whatever. Yes, well, I mean, <laughs> Seth Reese is still running his Matt Albee Twitter yeah. account. It's, it's it. a crazy... Wait, you look at the show, I mean, fucking like Lucy Davis from yes. The Office was on that show. Yes. Uh, the Sarah younger, Paulson. The younger Cordry. Honestly, like, I know Sarah Paulson from Studio 60. I know, 60. I know. And now I'm like, yeah, she's great as Marsha Clark, but do you remember her as... Do the, you remember Harriet Hayes? Do you remember the actress who was in the middle of the crazy Christians <laughs> controversy? <laughs> Guys, oh. what we're saying is Studio 60 is great, and uh, I think you can go buy it on Amazon. Yeah, stuff. probably it's on Amazon yeah, yeah. or iTunes. Yeah. Uh, so what about Bob Newhart? Bob Newhart, I mean, you know you know who he is. He's around all the time. I haven't <laughs> really seen his shows that much, except for, like, you know, everyone's seen the ending. Of Newhart. Of Newhart. It's the only episode that they ever talk about. I know, yeah. Um, um, season one of Newhart is on Hulu, and the first three seasons of the Bob, Bob Newhart show are on Hulu. I've seen a little bit of the Bob Newhart show. My grandmother owned the first season on DVD. Hell yeah, and I get along. Yep, and I, uh, Georgiana, if you're listening, I'll hook you up with Brett, and you guys can be friends. Um, I remember watching a little bit, but that's about it. But, you, I mean, he's he's so... He he's everywhere, he so you everywhere. just know who he is. Especially all over my office, yes. including my corner over there where I have a surrealist Salvador Dali esque <laughs> painting. But I don't know what that is. It's so bizarre. And I wish everyone would see it. I feel it like right I now. bought it on eBay, but it is a Bob Newhart show painting where it's Bob Newhart is in a full tuxedo, which he only wore in like two episodes of the entire run of the show, which I know because I've documented every outfit he's worn on that show at the Natty Newhart. Um <laughs> And he's on a stool, levitating above the stool. Yeah. Not sitting on it. Yeah. And it is floating over water uh, uh, on a beach. An infinity pool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Suzanne Plachette as Emily Harley is framed in a photo floating behind him in the air. I, you have to tweet out a picture of this yeah. just to show people. And the phone is melting off the side of his desk. It's so bizarre. I don't know where. I honestly, I feel like I got it off eBay. I'm honestly not even sure where I got it. I love it. I think it. it was eBay, but I'm glad I have it. Yeah, I love uh, it. And uh, Jason and Bateman. Like, Bateman, the, of course. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big Arrest. well, yeah, I'm a big Arrest Development fan. Um, and, yeah. So what was he, so like. I feel I, like this is a weird period for this him. This is, see, what I realized is if this show had gone, you know, the seven seasons you want a show to yeah. do. Yeah. Arrested Development, not uh, happening for him. Because it would have ended in 2004. Yeah. When did Arrested Development start? 2003? 2003, I think. Yeah, so he would not this have been. This is it. If this show had gone as long as like, because I think Bob's other shows went six seasons, two seasons. Oh, yeah. And then eight, I think New Heart went eight. So like, you know, you're wow. Uh, so yeah, he doesn't do it. Um, yeah. I also realized this is coming off of Judd Hirsch has just been in Independence Day. Okay, so he's hot. So he's hot. And Bob Newhart is in, the the number one movie that uh, opens next week is in and out And he's in and out oh, So like In-N-Out. this, September 1997 is a big Bob yeah. Newhart year. I mean, yeah, that's a peak time for both of them. <laughs> you would think, uh, I mean, I don't know if people are going to see Independence Day for Judd For Judd Hirsch, no. You're going for Vivica Fox. Yeah, yeah. You're going and, for... Uh, Bill Pullman. Bill oh, Pullman. oh, Mae Whitman. May, oh, Mae Whitman's in that? She's, uh, she's, she's the Bill daughter? Pullman's daughter. Oh. Not in the second one, though. Oh, you mean you're not... We're not going to see Will Smith, though. No. Obviously. No. <laughs> no. Jeff Goldblum, who's that? Who? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the Judd Hirsch movie. Yeah. So, yeah, that is why it's weird that this show only lasted 22 episodes. Yeah. But, yeah, let's get into talking about <laughs> this, this... Oh, uh, other... Have you ever met anyone in this cast? That's the other question. Uh... Or anyone that's close to being... Uh, I, in the I've, orbits of these people. I've, I've seen Jason Bateman. But IRL. That's, yeah. Have you ever met anyone from the Taxi cast? No. Carol. Uh, Carol, Carol Kane. Kane Tony Rhea Danza. Perlman. Tony Danza. Oh, I, I have. Uh, Rhea Perlman's not Taxi, though. Oh, she was taxi. on a couple episodes as. Oh, okay. Uh, I, have met, I have met Rhea yeah. Perlman. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she cool? Yeah, she was nice. <laughs> she was nice. I got nothing to say, but she's yeah. nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's the good Cheers connection. Yes. Oh, love love Cheers. Uh, There's a good Cheers connection with this show. We can talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're going to be talking about the George and Leo episode, Pilot. It is the first episode of season one and was written by Rob Long and Dan Staley and directed by James Burroughs. I do believe Rob and Dan Staley were writers on Cheers and that James was, Burroughs, yeah. of course, co-creator of Cheers and yep. director of every episode almost. Here's how the internet describes the episode, and this is way too long because this was not vetted by actual PR people. Ted decides to give Casey, his bride-to-be, a surprise wedding gift, a reunion with her long-lost father, Leo. Ted doesn't realize, however, that his bride cannot tolerate her father. Ted doesn't really understand this attitude because Leo is nothing like his own father, George, a quiet bookstore owner. 
Patrick, how accurately does that oh, describe boy. the pilot? I mean, listen, there's they haven't even gotten to the big twist in the pilot. Oh, which, no. I mean, can we spoil it here? I mean, go for it. People should watch this. Uh, 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 Leo, Leo's running money for the mob. <laughs> and here I am thinking the big twist in the pilot is when he says he's a magician. And no. I'm like, that's he great. He I pulled the trick it. on you. He pulled the trick on me. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I forgot to bring this up. So the fact that we even have a copy of this, mm-hmm. this is me. I'm just touting my own legend here is so as a Bob Newhart fan, and I've seen every episode of all of his shows, I'm working my way through Newhart for the first time now. I was like, George and Leo is the white whale. Mm-hmm. Whatever, great white whale. Mm-hmm. Whatever, never whatever, it's whatever. Right. Literature, who needs it? Oh. No, no one. And I was like, how am I ever going to watch George and Leo? Because it's literally nowhere. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, one of my nights when I was just searching for Bob Newhart stuff on eBay, which all of the 8x10s I haven't even hung up yet attest to me doing <laughs> often, or... No, I also have a Bob Newhart at the Rose Bowl enamel oh pin gosh. that I bought. I, I think there's a, this TV guide over here. Oh, yeah, this is a Bob TV guide. Yeah, with a, we got them all. Superman's body. Yeah. Um, I was like, and I found a four-year consideration Emmy uh, VHS tape, which is what the producer sent out to the Emmys voters, you know, hoping to sway them mm-hmm. to vote in all eligible categories. And honestly, if I was a voter... Would you have been swayed? I don't know. We'll find out at the end of the episode. <laughs> but it had three episodes on it, so I was like, well, obviously I'm going to buy this and digitize it and upload it to yeah. YouTube. And so that is where it is. So listeners, you can go to the Must Have Seen TV YouTube account, which now exists, <laughs> and watch three episodes of George and Leo, including this one. And I'll have you know, uh, George and Leo heads are ecstatic. Yeah. All two there are, I think, that I tracked out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did go through, I did search Twitter for George and Leo. And so I found, like, going back all throughout history, and I did find the one person that is still tweeting at the CBS uh, Twitter <laughs> account for Superior Donuts, Jared Hirsch's current show, yeah. tweeting at them being like, you guys were idiots for canceling George and Leo. Is it Connor Ratliff? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something he would <laughs> do. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, wow, yeah, every show has that fan. Yeah, 20 years guy. later, he's still holding on to it. I wonder who he... Did you... See, the th- my thing is, I would have gone deep on him. Yeah, I would have, I like, gone through his Twitter and been like, who is this guy? What is <laughs> Still his deal? Is he going to every single show? And yeah. And like, Grace and Frankie, forget that. <laughs> Bring back the girl who sits in a big chair, Lily Tomlin. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so anyway, George and Leo, yeah. let's talk about that opening credits. Sure. Those ten seconds. Yeah. Great music. Nice, it's, upbeat, jaunty. It's a very, like, mo- like a mambo-y. Or, Mom- like, a, it's a very, like, tango-y, like... Yeah. Yeah, if you were, like, ooh... Makes- Let's take Sex in the City, but set it in Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard starring that's, people over 60. That's kind of the music you got yeah. on this show. And the, the graphics are all these weird... It looks very like if you were going to make a made-for-TV movie about Christopher Columbus, mm-hmm. it would use a lot of the exact <laughs> same typography. <laughs> uh, because it's a lot of yeah, like... It's just maps. Yeah, old-school maps. Yeah. This is Mar- I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. I... Have I have? Okay. Yeah. I went, How accurate is this? I don't As the authority, I mean, I was a I was a child. <laughs> I feel like it's like fairly. It, it was like you know, it's a it's nice like... upper class island. And How close <laughs> is that to Nantucket? They're they're kind of close. They're both off the so coast of Cape Cod. Wings and George and Leo. Same universe. Same universe. Yeah. Maybe. Is oh. what was this? This was CBS. Yeah. So it would involve a lot of negotiation yeah. to get that crossover. Yeah. Going, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Wings uh, also and created by we, Cheers people, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter because Stephen Weber's on that show, star of <laughs> Studio 60 on the <laughs> Sunset Strip. Wait, who did he play on Studio 60? Uh, he was, was he um, a network exec? Yeah, he was Jack Jack Rudolph. Okay. <laughs> How many times have you watched it from beginning to end? I mean, not, if we're being real, not that many. Like, maybe... I think if you say more than once... Oh, more than once. Okay, then you because have I watched everyone out of the water. <laughs> I watched it when it was on, and then the DVDs came out. I would say three times. Okay. That's... Still. And then occasionally episodes here and there. Okay. <laughs> Is there a Christmas episode? Uh, I feel like it ends on a Christmas episode, but I don't think that... I think there is a Christmas okay, episode. Yeah. yeah. And why would there be? You know? Yeah. So yeah, the uh, the episode opens up with Bob is in... Oh my god. Bob is in his bookstore, mm-hmm. and he basically tells Ambrose, who's his uh, his only employee, <laughs> who's only who's a main cast member... Whoa. Yes, he's in every episode. He's in the opening credits. Daryl Thierson, I think, is Weird. his name. He has... One line in this, yeah. and he's angry about Can it. Can I do the one line? Yeah, thing? here. Uh, what, what, why what don't is, you? What does he say? He's like. So the Bob line is. is uh, what's his name? What's uh, the character's name? George. George Studi. He's like, oh no no no. What's what's uh, Ambrose? Ambrose. He's like Ambrose. It's almost six. Like meaning, oh, you uh, can Ambrose, go. Ambrose. It's uh, almost six. Actually, it's past six, George. 
Can I go? Yes, but remember, uh, tomorrow's my son's wedding, and I want, want you here. Um, you, you can go now. That's it. That's it. Main cast member. So, so much in residuals. Yeah, and uh, let's also point out, like, he is the only black person yes. in the show. And on maybe Martha's Vineyard. Maybe. Vineyard yeah. And that becomes a uh, running joke in the Thanksgiving episode, which you can also watch <laughs> on YouTube. Where he, I think the Thanksgiving episode gets into, like, the politics of us, you know, genocide of the Indians. Oh, yeah. And so he's, like, he gets to play the card of, like, I want to make all the white people uncomfortable being, oh, being the only black person at this dinner. Yeah. Which is, again, like, what a what a whole lot of weight to put on the one the black one person. guy. Jeez. Oh, man. Uh, so that's it. That's his entire, so, like. Yeah. Uh, so then we meet the other, the, the co-lead of the show, mm-hmm. Leo, Judd Hirsch, mm-hmm. Leo Wagonman. <laughs> Great name. Great is, sitcom I, name. That's a it's, mouthful of a name. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that doesn't seem, when you see it written out, it's like Wagon Man. It feels like it, I mean, if, if he, midway through the episode was like, that's not my real name. No, that's, <laughs> that's not it. You'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. Great. It's, it's a very, very much like name. Jan being like, George, George Glass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he comes in and. This is the, he comes in and he immediately asks, Do you For, where is your erotica section? <laughs> I, I don't have one. I know you don't. I'm at the bookstore. <laughs> this is the point I want to make. Because we eventually find out the book he's buying is a gift for his daughter. Yes, it's weird. So he comes in and he's like, Do you have lo- like a love-making book? It's weird. For his daughter. His, his pregnant daughter. His pregnant daughter. Clearly, she she's she doing fine. Up. She yeah. knows what's up. His adult pregnant daughter that he also hasn't seen in 10 years. Yes. And abandoned 20 years ago. Yes. She's Louise. So then they start uh, haggling back and forth because Bob, or George, I was going to say Bob, but I was going to say Dick, which is his new heart name. <laughs> I feel like we could just say Bob and Judd. Yeah. Bob, so <laughs> Bob, just do that. It's because it's easy. Yeah. So Bob uh, offers him, like, well, here's a Martha's Vineyard book. Yes. Like, it's like $80 or something. It's $80. He wants to do fifty. Yeah, and then Bob's like, "No, yeah, no, this is not. It's not a haggle at a store." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so Judd like walks around very slow, like, "Well, then, I guess I just have to take my time browsing all my time." And they do so. Then he gets it down. He gets it down to sixty-five, sixty, sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah, So then he buys. Uh, now, in my George and Leo uh, Mm. journeys on Twitter, I found a tweet from you know probably two thousand eleven. Sure. Of right, someone right at the opposite of Twitter. Yeah, yeah. someone saying, "Does anyone remember that uh, George, that Bob Newhart, Judd Hirsch, or George and Leo with that racist character, or that racist character of a Jewish man?" Uh-huh. And then I was like, "Oh, I mean, maybe that's so." Like, huh. he comes in the Jewish character yeah. because the next, the very scene after this, it becomes very like Judd Hirsch is like. I'm Jewish. Why yes. are you uh, trying to like run credit check on my check and all yeah, that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like he accuses him of like being a Nazi and stuff. Like it's very it gets it gets going real quick. I honestly that thought didn't even cross my didn't, mind. Yeah, but I mean like as a uh, I was raised Southern Baptist, so you know. Yeah, uh, you I know didn't. Connecticut Catholic. <laughs> so <laughs> I I didn't watch it through that lens. I wasn't either. But I do see like yeah, if you have like the yeah. Jewish lead character comes in, the very first thing he does is try to. Yeah. Um, haggle his way out of a down on price yeah and if you are from this there's a racist word you can use that is synonymous with haggle yeah which is exactly what this character is doing yeah so that is i could see yeah that's well it looks like we figured out why the show got canceled because <laughs> <laughs> people were very uh in touch with that 20 years ago. Yes. Oh, no. yes. um i think the other two episodes it's not so much because i think like also he's just like a lousy asshole. Yeah. Which is kind of like a universe. Everyone yes, totally. He doesn't want to spend... And also, $80 for a book is too much. Especially like a Martha's Vineyard book. Yeah. I mean, it is a premium gift. Also, I'll say this. They live on Martha's Vineyard. I don't know if they need a book of pictures of Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> no, that's... Find something else. Yeah. yeah. Literally, you're in a bookstore. Yeah. Just grab whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also pointed out, like, they close at six and mm-hmm. outside. So, like, the bookstore set, it's a nice set. It's a very good, like, James Burrowsy set, because it's, like, got some depth of field. Yes. He loves yeah. his depth of field. Yeah. Um, but outside, it's still broad daylight. Makes sense. It's only six. And you can just see extras. Yeah. There's around. a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Maybe like, a lot of foot traffic. Keep the, sh- the store open another hour yeah. or something, because they especially, clearly, yeah. Especially if you only, I mean, he only has that one employee. Yeah. Probably but also, there was no one in the place. Yeah, that's also true. So. 
But I mean, hey, 1998 was a heyday for books. That's 1997. True. Amazon, you know. not here yet. No, no, no. I was still buying. I was still buying books back then. He yeah. says while sitting in front of his giant <laughs> shelf of books. Jeez, what is my problem? Oh, this episode boy. is heavy on the me describing what's in my office. <laughs> yeah. uh, so after the opening scene, after like he gives him, sells the book, blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> this is like an applause break. Yeah. The audience loves it. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking. Is like, let's put ourselves in the mind of the audience and also the actors going into this podcast. Yes. Because it's like, holy shit. It's a great, it's a really good cast. Yeah, Bob Newhart and Judd Hirsch are yes. doing a fucking show together? Yes. Yeah, I'm totally on board. Yeah, and James Burroughs. Like, you have to, yeah. this is like the prime team. Like, Jimmy B, when he's directing a show, you're like, oh, this is going to be going a hit. This is going somewhere. This is it. This is going somewhere. Yeah. This did not go. And it didn't go. Anywhere. Uh, oh, well, but I can I'm... also see it being a show. Sorry to interrupt. I can no. also see it being a show that if you're in the studio audience, even if it's not going great, you're like, I'm having a good time because I'm seeing all my TV buddies yeah. right here. Yeah, they're right there. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. people you've grown up. Uh, and also, I realized if this show had gone, if this mm -hmm. show had taken off, and if James Burroughs had done what he did for Will and Grace and Cheers, yeah. and also I think. Mike and Molly? Oh, and When they did that tribute to James Burroughs a couple years ago, the yeah. four shows that they had were Friends, Cheers, Will and Grace, and Mike and Molly. Molly. So, it. yeah. Uh, so, like, James Burroughs might not have directed Will and Grace. Yeah, because when did Will and Grace start? Like, 98? Yeah. So, like, the, I think the very next TV season. Wow. So, you yeah. know what? It, like, Will and Grace and Arista Development might have not happened or would have happened very differently. If it weren't, if this show had gone on. So funny to think about. <laughs> the what ifs. Uh, Bob Newhart would have been fine. No, he's still fine. He would have, been, yeah, he he would have still fine. been in the legally, the legally Blonde movies oh, came yes. out after this. He yes, was in yes, those yes. as the doorman. Elf. Which, Elf, 2004? Yeah. 2003, 2004? Yeah. 2003? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yes, legally Blonde 3 is coming out. And I'm I heard. Like, you gotta. We gotta get gotta back get from Bob Newhart Blonde. There. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you Bob can't Newhart go on. Still alive. Still if you go on eBay, you can buy tickets to his November stand-up show right now. Uh, he's still great. I Good saw him last October. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can, uh, again, go back in the podcast feed and listen to my live reaction episode of me meeting him <laughs> and freaking out in real time. So then we go to the restaurant, which, so uh, Jason Bateman is Bob Newhart's son, mm -hmm. which, like, plum roll. Plum roll. Here's what I'll say. I don't think it's great casting. Ah. I'm watching it. I like Bateman. But I'm watching it, and I'm like, they don't feel similar. Yeah, there's, there's a, he must be taking after his mother. It's gotta be, and there. like, very much taking after his mother, just because, I don't know. He uh, doesn't look like Bob Newhart at yeah, all. I mean, they're both, they're both like very, they're very, they're very like, white, soft-featured men. Yeah. Like, that's, yes. like, they're not, you know, there's not a chiseled jaw or anything but to he, be seen. Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't talk like him. He nope. doesn't act like him. He doesn't nope. look like him. Taller. It seems like the casting people were like, well, Bateman's free. Yeah, but yeah, and he's got a track record, too. Well, yeah, Bateman. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk um, for the next 15 minutes about sure. Jason Bateman's hair. Yes. <laughs> if you had told me it was a wig, I would have said, yeah. That it is, it is the right. wiggiest hair yeah. I've ever seen. Because he's got the full-on late 90s, like, middle part, yeah. volume, volume. Just shaggy, like, like, yeah. The very meticulous messy. Yes. Like... I would not be surprised if the hair person, Pixie Schwartz, I think is actually her name. Love it. Um, I hope you're listening, Pixie. <laughs> every strand yeah. in place. Yeah. It makes me, like, really appreciate his rest development hair. It's not, yeah. It's nice I feel like in the beginning it is a little closer to what it is in this. Where yeah. it's a little bit, a little too long. Little long, and then it gets, it gets shorter. So, in this next scene is when we find out, well, we get a look at the information of, like, so... George's son, Ted, yes. Jason Bateman, is marrying Casey, yes. who's played by an actress whose name I can't remember, but she is replaced halfway through the run. Oh, interesting. By Robin Lively. Okay. Is the person? Yes, Robin Lively. Yeah, I'm looking she, it up right now. She takes over. Oh, Robin Lively is on Twitter, because I did find her <laughs> in my search. Amazing. So, uh, the, we'll woman, the woman she replaces, her name is Bess Meyer, mm. who was in Heathers and Capote. So, okay, so she went on. She's still doing. She's stuff. done some stuff. She was in some Bones and Without a Trace. Okay, so she looked familiar. I was like okay. trying to figure out where I knew her from, and I can't really, I can't place. So it. I do want to know like what that replacement was. Yeah, what because she seemed fine in this in this role. She's in an episode of Will and Grace. Oh, James Burroughs liked what he saw. Burroughs loved her. 
Uh, <laughs> also in an episode of Friends. Okay. So I bet that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, she did three episodes of George and Leah. Yeah, she was she was fine. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, what, you know, what the story what happened there? I wonder if it was easier to replace actresses and actors back in the day when people weren't, uh, like, DVRing or streaming. Oh, yeah. Streaming. I'm sure, you know like, what I mean? Like, Deadline probably wrote about this, but, like, who got the print issue? Exactly. Deadline. Exactly. Or was on, like, the AOL message boards of <laughs> yeah. George and Leo. Which, yeah. I mean, okay, 1997. Oh, no, I'm not on the internet yet. I didn't get on the internet until, like, 98. Yeah. And I um, was on a Phantom Menace message board in 1999, and I wrote um, an X-Files parody starring members of the Phantom Menace message board oh, in wow. the roles of the X-Files. Oh, wow. Because everyone was, like, super in, like, that Phantom <laughs> Menace message board. Yeah. 1999, I was 14 going on 15. Amazing. And everyone was, like, so tight. And then when um, when AOL started cracking down rules and wouldn't let us get off topic and talk like friends talk. Oh, interesting. They were like, has me about, the monitors were like, has me about Phantom Menace or you're gone. Uh, they, they, we started our own message board, <laughs> an easy board that was all pirate themed because we'd all gone rogue. <laughs> and part of the thing was like a fanfic page where everyone posted their like, I'm going to take a popular show but put us in it. That's amazing. Do you think those are out there anywhere? Like, I, could you find those? <sighs> I bet you could. Probably. It's probably like some way some... back time machine stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my username back then was White1348, which is my last name and my address at the time. Great. <laughs> Two things you're not supposed to tell people on the internet. So if like anyone's this. listening and knows how to use the internet archive, go yeah. back and try Just and find, find this. anything from White1348. Yeah. You'll find, uh, on the X-Men message board, I was picked to be one of Gambit's defense attorneys in the <laughs> real trial of Gambit. <laughs> Because I loved Gambit. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so I anyway, yeah, no one was talking about them replacing actors on George and Leo. Yeah, no one, no one cared. <laughs> um, so this is when we find out the big premise twist of the episode. Yeah. Because Jason Bateman's like, hey, uh, actress is going to get replaced. Yeah. Uh, I got a surprise for you. We're getting married tomorrow. We're getting married tomorrow. You're yeah. already pregnant. You're yeah. getting married tomorrow. Boom. Guess who's here? It's Daddy. your dad. And I will say, before they open the door... And revealed who the dad was, I went, uh oh, here we go. I said it out <laughs> <Yeah>. loud. <laughs> what well, did you see that coming? Only immediately before. Like, right oh. when he said, guess who's here? I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. That's, you know, that was probably like going into it, that was probably in all the teasers. Oh, totally. That was like, yeah. Coming up, premiere Monday. Yeah. Is this. Here's your dad. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, I'm glad the episode does call this out because. Yeah, you're marrying her, mm -hmm. and you know she has never mentioned her father, or has maybe told you the horrible truth about her father that yeah. abandoned her 20 years ago. I haven't seen him in 10 years. Yeah. Like, he's been gone forever. Why? Like, in what, I don't know, it feels like... In what world have they been together long enough for him to have gotten her, like, them to be expecting yeah. a child? Yes, and very far along. Yeah. Like, she's, she's very shy. pregnant. She yeah. gets she gives birth uh, three quarters of the way through the first season. Amazing. <laughs> so it is weird to be like... Yeah, here's your dad, and I didn't know any better. Yeah. Uh, that's a horrible... And then they do, she does, like, almost call off the wedding for it. Is, so. is Bateman throughout the series, I mean, or as much as you've seen, is he, like, a doofus? Is he, like... No, he's, um, he is very much the kind of... I mean, this is the thing. Jason Bateman, Bob Newhart, yeah. they play the guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, It's kind yeah. of, like, always yeah. similar, like... They get the different gears. They have like different, you know. Yeah. I I can pick out the differences in a Bob Hartley and a Dick Loudon, sure. but you know, sure. uh, Jason Bateman. Like, in there's another episode where he's more jealous of his um other brother, uh -huh. who his brother is. I think it was the actor that played Mark on Friends, the okay. guy with Rachel. Um, I think I think that was him. Okay. Uh, so it's a bad bad relationship. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, so, like, while they're arguing in the kitchen, yeah. we get a really good bit of physical comedy between George and Leo, where they're sitting down. Like, first mm -hmm. Bob turns around, and Judd Hirsch is, like, eating, yeah. and I did not notice if there was food was... already on the table. Does does Bateman bring out food? Because Bateman is a chef. Yeah. I and guess. And it's his restaurant. And yeah. I feel like they were closed or closing up. Yeah. 
I felt like there was a shot at the beginning. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just misremembering. When he walks out of the door wearing his chef outfit, I feel like he was carrying food. I oh, might have been making yeah, that up. Yeah, I can up. see that. I can picture that in my mind's eye. I've but otherwise, it's kind of insane just for him to just eat. He's just eating, He's going just to town. eating whatever then, food. Uh, Bob sits down, and there's a really cool thing where like Judd Hirsch basically like sets the sets the place for him and then like puts the napkin on his lap yeah it's very funny and he's like reaching over the table just handing him fork or handing putting it on the table yeah forks and knives and then shoving a napkin well because i think like bob like leans back to get the Mm -hmm. napkin put on his lap Mm -hmm. which is a very good it is a very good bit of like oh these are two actors that have been doing this for at this point 30 years yeah (laughs) like does feel a little weird in character though no yeah this is very much like this is bob newer and judd hirsch they probably discovered this in rehearsal there's probably no way that was in the script yeah and they're like oh genius gold or james rose like gold guys (laughs) go for it (laughs) so you already do george lucas talk show do you want to do james burroughs talk show that would be so funny it's too my like cranky james burroughs It's for less people than the George Lucas talk show is for. Infinitely less. But people I would be best friends with immediately. (laughs) If you're coming to this. Uh, So, like, there was a... There's a really good line where where Leo says, like, uh, you're not not so good of a father either because... Your son got my daughter pregnant out of wedlock. Now, what kind of a father are you? At least I was there when it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other... Not not there... Around, will not even you have a stuttering problem, don't you? <laughs> I, I stammer, which I think is like a fun, it's a fun line, fun little line, yeah. yeah. And then he realizes, Oh boy, I messed up, he wasn't there when it happened, yeah. Um, we also get a canonical explanation that Bob Newhart does not have a stutter, he has a stammer. Oh, interesting. Which there's a story about when he does when he was doing Big Bang Theory, yeah, like a writer or a director or something on Big Bang Theory called it a stutter in front of him and then i think he as a comedian has like a rolodex in his brain of comebacks sure and so he was like this isn't a stutter it's a stammer a stammer bought me a house in malibu or something that's funny (laughs) this stammer bought me a house in malibu that's funny it's great yeah no that's a line he's used 950 times yeah i love it uh so then we find out that um (laughs) that leo wrote a bad check yeah i love that it's like why did you even haggle which also it's so funny the whole beginning is them like uh, Newhart being like, "Oh, I have to, I have to call in this check to make yeah. sure it's okay." Which is such a, I don't, I don't. Do they still do that? Definitely not. No, right? Definitely. It not. felt so dated. Oh but yeah. But I don't have a checkbook, so I'm like, I don't know no, if this is I a mean, thing. And well, he even had like the rubber stampy thing. Yeah. He was up there taking my rubber stamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love that he then doesn't let it go. <laughs> he keeps talking about you wrote a bad check. Yeah. Why did you do that? Like everyone else moves on, he's still holding on to it. <laughs> I think that's fun. That's it. Yeah. After that, we get the exposition car ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is... Oh, uh, my wife's dead, and now I live here, and now this is happening, and you're here, and all that. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Judd Hirsch makes the mistake of asking, so what'd you do before you came here? Yeah. And then you just get all yeah. of the, like... Here's anything you ever need. The piloty-est, like, yeah. well, explaining again, like, why. It is funny. So Bob Newhart had a wife but no kids in his first two sitcoms. Mm-hmm. A wife and a kid in the third sitcom. Mm-hmm. And this one he has a kid but no wife. Two kids, right? Two, yeah, two kids and no wife. Yeah, so, that's so funny. It's hard to get both of them. Try to keep all of them in the same house. <laughs> hard to keep them alive, I guess. Bob. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> uh, he's trying to get into the ferry as quick as possible. Yeah. Because he wants to get rid of Judd Hirsch. He wants him out of there. He wants him gone. And there's apparently a ferry at 8 p.m. Even yeah. though uh, later in the episode he says... Well, there's a ferry at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, and 4. Yeah. Well, he's someone to, like, stay all the way overnight. Yeah. Uh, so, we this is when we find out... This is when we find out about the Las Vegas stuff, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he says, like, uh, what, some stuff happened in Vegas, and Bob's response is, magician stuff? <laughs> and then we find out, no, he was a bag man for the mob, yeah. and he's here because they want to kill him. So... He stole $25,000. $25,000? Which, like that much that so like yeah they go back and like the next the next big scene is there's a mob assassin yeah in bob's house yeah Yeah. that is a leap it's very fast it happens i mean like i don't know how they found him that quickly or if they were tailing him the whole time he's saying like he he, um judd hirsch caused a scene at the boston airport because they didn't have his like i don't know like deal a meal or something on the flight yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how they got him from Boston to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is a mystery. So funny. And the guy's just like so, like, if you put out a casting call for mob guys. Oh, yeah. 
Is he the guy that plays the um, the ranger in Lost who is with it's Kate? It's not, but it's so close. Is it not? Okay. I don't. Th- I don't think it is, but it's so close because he looks like they. There's yes. that very like same like I got a gruff voice. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna look it up to make sure, but um, that's kind of his whole vibe. It's kind of his whole thing, yeah. But yeah, like they go to when Bob wakes up the next morning, the morning of their wedding. Yes. Dubs. Everyone, like, this is a big deal. Yeah, Leo is gone, and the mob enforcer is like assumes that he's Leo. Yes, and calls him Leo. Calls him Leo so many like, times. Well, I'm not. <laughs> there must be a mistake. I'm. I'm not. I'm not Leo. Okay, we'll play it that way. You're not Leo, and I'm not a mob assassin. <laughs> uh, good. Because I'm, I'm definitely not Leo. <laughs> Pulls like, out a gun. How I'm like a on I yeah. feel like you could say like I'm not like a baker, or yes. I'm not, or I'm not Bob, or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. He could say, but look, I'm not a mob. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like in comics when the captions are describing exactly what's in the picture. <laughs> yeah. Or like just him opening up and you see a gun in the holster. It's like yeah. that's enough. Yeah. No, I get it. They were literally just talking about the mob. 30 seconds ago. Yeah, and you I, could just say, okay, Leo, and just open it yeah. up and let you see it, and you're good. Yeah, I get that viewers 97 had a commercial break. Sure, they might forget. So, we gotta yeah. really hit it. Yeah. And that's when, uh... So let's talk about how easy... This is, like, it's a very lenient mob assassin. <laughs> yes. Because Leo basically, like, he tells Bob, like, there's $25,000 upstairs, give it to Casey. Yeah. Don't tell, like, and then... So Bob was like, no, wait, hold on. he's up. going off to die. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm going like, to go. I'm going to go get this is take a ride. Yeah, I deserve this. Bob goes upstairs while while they're, like, about to go out. And he's yeah. like, hold on a second. Comes down. Here's your $25,000. Yeah. Mob's like, cool, guys. Bye. Yeah, see ya. All right, sounds good. Don't come back to Vegas. Which, yeah. like, all right. Which, okay, like, after watching, you know, your Breaking Bads and your, yes. your gritty crime dramas. You would like, have killed both of them. They would both be dead. Also, here's what both I'll say. Dead. I wish there was a world... One of my dreams has always been to make a project where you promote the heck out of something, like a show like this. You're like, Bob Newhart, Judd Hirsch, they're back, they're doing their own TV show, (laughs) and then you kill Judd Hirsch in the premiere. (laughs) I would love that, and no one will ever do it. It's like, who is Leo? His, like, spunky estranged other daughter. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Leo. This is the real Leo. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so... Because that's basically what they're saying is going to happen. Kind of, yeah. And then I also, like, extrapolated this to me, like, Okay, like, so let's say that he, like, everything had gone according to plan. Yeah. And, well, according to his plan, if he had gotten out, gotten whacked, Bob had given the Mm $25,000 to his daughter. So how long would it be until the mom notices, oh, wait a second, Casey Wagonman is all of a sudden spending $25,000. And then, so, like, that money is a death sentence to his daughter also. Yeah. And uh, Bateman and everyone. They're yeah, just like, kill everyone. There is a different. There's like a red wedding version of this. <laughs> we need a gritty George and Leo reboot. <laughs> that's what. I, that's what everyone is looking for. Uh, and so, like everything's cool. There's a really another fun moment that I thought was after it's gone and Leo's like bearing a soul. Like you know, you can tell. Instead of trying to give your your daughter money, why don't you just just tell her the way you feel. Huh? No, no, I, I don't have the words. It's ironic, isn't it? Huh? It's very hard for us men to say I love you to the people we really, truly care about. But we can say it to every tramp and bar girl and one night stand that comes through our beds. Right, George? Brother, you said it. Uh, They're so different, you know, and that's really... That's really like the whole crux of the thing. <laughs> yeah. They're very different. People are different. They're people are different. This is the odd couple for the nineties, guys. Odd... <laughs> and it was just it was not even as successful as the odd couple for the twenty tens. <laughs> yes. Because that went at least a while. Four seasons, a I while. think. Uh then we get the apology scene at the end yes. with uh the daughter, but Judd Hirsch doesn't know what to say, so Bob is off in the back, like mumbling like your yeah. He's, yeah, he's Cyrano yeah. Bergerac. You get the really fun moment where he's like hug her and then Judd comes over to hug him and Bob's yeah. like, No, hug her. Not me. Not me. Yeah. And then the end of the episode is the reveal that there is a bedroom upstairs. And guess who's gonna live in there? The bookstore. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh and then I did like the the last line of the episode is like 
cut to like executive producer, and then you hear the voiceover. Oh, George, this is nice. <laughs> and then we get that great music coming back. Yeah, and, oh. and then you see Pixie Schwartz's name. And everything's good. So, like, what did you? I mean, like, well, let's get into the uh, the facts. Sure. The trivia and facts portion of the show. Cause I got facts about this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So, how many people would you say watched this episode uh, of television? Um, that's the I don't CBS. even know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just going to say 20 million. Oh, wow. No. 13.8. That's much more, yeah. But that's still... You always forget when it's like the 90s, you're like, oh, you could have said like 150 million yeah. people. And it's like, oh, yeah. Now, but it was 13.8 million, but it was 19th for the week. That's, yeah. So, like, that's a solid debut. It's there, yeah. Um, The top five shows... So, the, it's so weird. The top five shows were um, tied for number four, actually, was Frasier, a rerun of Frasier, <laughs> and 60 Minutes. Okay. Three was A New Touched by an Angel. Sure. Two was a rerun of Seinfeld. And one was Monday Night Football. Wow. So, Jordan and Leo debuted a week before the, the, the season started. Because everything else debuted on the 22nd. So, this was September? This was September 15th. Wow. Which is, I think it's very weird that it they dropped it... A week early. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't do better. Well, that, nothing. like, a rerun of Seinfeld was the number two watch show that week. Yeah. And a rerun of Frasier was in the top five. Crazy. Rerun of Friends was at ten. So weird. Wow. Um, on IMDb, exactly zero users have rated this nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so. The episode or the show? The episode. This, okay. this specific episode. That's hilarious. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate this episode? Oh, yikes. On, on, I would say... With 10 being the most perfect episode of television ever created. Sure. 5.5? <laughs> oh, wow. Six? So low. So low. Going so low. I would say six. Maybe six. I. So, for George and Leo... Yeah. For George and Leo, the three episodes I've seen, which makes me one of the foremost experts on this show. <laughs> I think so. To be honest. Living. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would give this like a solid eight for oh, a George wow. and Leo okay. episode compared to the other two. Yeah, I haven't seen the other two. I think, but the other two are also pretty good. Julia Sweeney's in the third one. Yeah. One's good. Uh, I might be being too harsh on it. Just well, because I know <clears throat> the full, I know that it's done. And oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you did know this was a failure, I do, yeah. uh, but I think like of all television, like, I don't know. I might still uh, like six point nine seven. I think if it, I think if I was old enough to watch it when it was on, I oh, might have watched oh, it. I would have. You yeah. If you I was it. who I am now, yes. Then, because at this point I'm like, if it doesn't have aliens or sexy singles in it, I'm yeah. gonna watch it. <laughs> well, uh, George and Leo both single. Oh, oh, that so. is true. Ooh, they could get into dating. Oh, yeah. he does actually hook up with someone and or. Judd Hirsch hooks up with someone in the Thanksgiving episode. That sounds right. Um, so the CBS Monday Night lineup at this point was Cosby, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody Loves Raymond, mm-hmm. Sybil, and George and Leo, and then that night was anchored by the new cop drama Brooklyn South. Who's on Brooklyn no South? One, no, no one. No one. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, so yeah, that's a pretty solid... Yeah. Uh, we don't... We talk about TGIF. We talk about Musty TV Thursday. We don't talk about CBS's Monday night lineup yeah. all that much. But that was also another powerhouse night of TV. Is Monday still their big night? Yes. Is that when, like, Big the Bang, big bang and all that? It's now on Thursday. 
Thursday, I think. Oh, wow. But Monday is when they do their, their comedy. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they have not wavered on that. Yeah. Whereas NBC has definitely... All uh, over the place. ...wavered on its musty TV promises. Yeah. So this is the sad thing, is that the final episode was number tw- it was uh, episode 22. Mm-hmm. Slipped to only 9.3 million viewers, mm. which would be a massive <laughs> hit. <you know? laughs> Gigantic. Record-breaking. Um, and that was 72nd in ratings. Oh, yikes. So that is from 19 to 72nd. Yikes. Is a... So that's why it was canceled. <sighs> It's such a, such, a, such, a, such a shame. It's crazy that there are 22 episodes of this show out there somewhere. Somewhere? Uh, you can go to the Paley Center. Ooh. I bet they're at the Paley Center. Do they allow cell phones back there when those people in cubicles? I, that, I mean, I imagine. Is this yeah. where I like... Is this how you pirate it? Is this, <laughs> this is your life now. My mission impossible to get uh, George and Leo out there. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the CBS, <coughs> the Black Rock which yeah. is what they call it. Oh, their, yeah. yeah. That's also near my office, so I could probably just Mission Impossible style into the CBS <laughs> News Vault or whatever. find some Betamax tapes so that they're on somewhere. And George and Leo. Yeah. Uh, who would you say had the must-see performance in this episode? Well, it's Judd Hirsch's mustache. Oh, okay. No, it's, it's a great mustache. Yeah, it's very... It's nice, like it's understated. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I think, for me personally, it's Hirsch, just because I, I like Judd Hirsch a lot. See, and, I, and I'm Bob Newhart. Yeah. I think Bob's got a lot of good uh, stammery zingers in there. Yes. I would agree uh, with that. Yeah. So, hey, that speaks to the strength of the show. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the two leads. We like both of them. Maybe Beep some... Nah. Nah. I mean, settings were good. I like me good... Like, books yeah. on restaurant. Yes. Oh, the fun. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the fun that can happen. Uh, must other people see this episode... I think if you like either any of those three, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. And if you're, if you're really loving the Jason Bateman Forgotten Shows uh, mini theme that I guess I'm doing on this, you can you can watch your it's it's your move, yeah, followed by George and Leo, yeah. Maybe I should make a playlist. All of Ozark is on Netflix, yeah, and then just go there. Yeah. You never have to turn on the actual TV. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would also say most most other people see this episode. I would say yes, uh, especially on the must have seen TV uh, YouTube account. Um, everyone watch it because I'm gonna monetize those videos. <laughs> I feel like that would get me in trouble. You're making money off of George Some, and Leah. Someone's someone that- gotta. <laughs> so now we're gonna do from the big book of sitcoms. Yes. Uh, the great TV sitcom book by Rick Mitz, which is a big old encyclopedia of TV shows ranging from 19... What is it? What are the fucking years here? It's 1949 to 1983. <laughs> uh, let's do it this way. Pick a year between 49 and 83. Uh, 76. 76? Let's see. Let's, let's see if this is better than me just flipping. Mm-hmm. Because last time... Surely... This looks like a book you would get, like, I would get at the library yeah, as a child and oh. just read seven times. So... Okay, here we go. <laughs> Do you want to hear about the Dumplings Far Out Space Nuts or oh. Faye? No, it's got... I pointed at the Dumplings because I wanted to hear about that, but then I saw Far Out Space <laughs> Nuts, and it's gotta be Far Out Space Nuts. <laughs> so, Far Out Space Nuts aired in the 1975-1976 TV season. <clears throat> now, remember... Mr. Rick Mitz has a little saucy personality. <coughs> Someday Bob Denver will play Hamlet. Well, maybe Ophelia. But his career on television was strictly sappy dimwits. And I'm pausing, they mean Bob Denver Gilligan. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> on this one, he played Junior, who, along with Barney, Chuck McCann, was a ground crewman for NASA. They were loading food aboard a spaceship, PXL-1236, when they accidentally launched the moon rocket into outer space. Each week, and there weren't many of them, they would meet people like Honk, a pet space creature played by Patty Maloney, and Cracker, a robot played by Stan Jensen. CBS soon brought them back down to Earth. Wow. Oh, boy. I am looking up pictures from this, and it is truly... How many episodes did Far Out Space Nuts I last? I don't know, but I'm going to show you a picture, and I hope oh. you'll... It looks like a weird precursor to ALF. Yes, like like, that, like that... an ALF, but also like maybe like a Sid and Marty Croft thing. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's like a Sid and Marty Croft did ALF oh, with it's Gilligan. It's amazing. Well, I have got to look... Okay, I'm going to the Wikipedia page. It's got a... Oh! It's Sid and Marty Croft! <laughs> it really yeah. is! Uh, 15 episodes. Um, 
children's television. So did it air? So Far Out Space Nuts is a Sid and Marty Croft television, children's television series. It aired in 1975 for one season and produced 15 episodes. It was one of only two Croft series produced exclusively for CBS. Reruns of the show aired in daily syndication from 78 to 85. Oh my god. There are only 15 episodes. Daily syndication. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Wow. So, oh, here are some episode titles. <laughs> uh, it's All on Your Mind, The Crystallites, Robots of Pod, Tower of Taggart, The Three Space Gateers, Flight of the Pippets, Secrets of the Hexagon, Captain Torque Space Pirate. Barney Begonia, <laughs> Galaxy's Greatest Athlete. Wow. It's got a 6.5 on IMDb. So, higher than George and Leo? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, do you think that uh, a reboot of uh, Far Out Space Nuts would work today? Yeah. For me? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Are you waiting for the Blu-ray uh, edition of this? I yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, 15 episodes, it's going to be a pretty cheap Blu-ray. I feel like 15 episodes, that's, you know, nowadays, that's a decent that's one a, for things. That's yeah. like a prestige thing. It was a miniseries. It's more episodes than the British office. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Far out space nuts. Oh, God. How did that not take off? I'm so happy we found this. Oh. I bet it's on YouTube. Yeah, I'll be going there. <laughs> Great, thank you so much for coming out and talking about Far Out Space Nuts oh. and also George and Lee. <laughs> yes, anytime. Uh, where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk about Far Out Space Nuts? Please, please, please tweet me about Far Out Space Nuts <laughs> at Patrick Cotner, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-C-O-T-N-O-I-R, uh, or on Instagram, just at Cotner. Where they will see you and your boys I at can't. the movie theater. <laughs> oh, I love those boys. <laughs> It's uh, Alvin Simon and Theodore. I love, yeah. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Patrick Kotner, for dropping by and talking about George and Leah with me this week. Next time, I'll be discussing the Family Matters episodes. Lost in Space Parts 1 and 2, Lost in Space, is in Season 9. It's Episode 21 and 22, two, yes, double episodes of Family Matters. Uh, you can watch Family Matters on Hulu. Until then, I want to hear from all of y'all. Please tweet your questions about sitcoms to at MustHaveSeenTV, or you can send them to MustHaveSeenTV at gmail.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at, at MustHaveSeenTV. If you like what you've heard, rate and review the show in iTunes, and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White, where you will see the moving nightmare hell that I have been going through that has delayed the podcast drastically. <laughs> Read the words that I write at Decider.com. And the theme song is Patricia's Moving Picture by The Go Team. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to all of you for listening. And I will see you next time on Must Have Seen TV. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.